Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Bossy boot. I just got mad at she Tegan. She just roused on me. You, she wasn't paying attention. Well, I actually was. I was paying too much attention <laughs> and reading what was in front of me. <laughs> I'm Lee Campbell. And I'm Tegan Atolli. And we're best friends when we're not Usually. fighting. And this is this glorious mess, the mother's group in your ears where judgment is left at the door. It's Halloween today. <laughs> oh my gosh, spooky dookie. Boo. Uh, who, ah. who are you? <laughs> I am a sleep-deprived mother. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask why you look so tired. Uh, no, that that's makes just sense. me. I'm just, I'm that's joking. the spookiest outfit of all. Are the kids into Halloween? Obsessed. Same. Last Friday, the daycare put on a Halloween party. Oh, and my cute. kids don't go to daycare on Friday, but we had to go to the Halloween <laughs> party. Of course you did. So we did the dress up, like, you know. And I feel they like did it on the Friday, not the Monday. Because the kids want to go trick-or-treating after school. Oh, right. So it was after school. Today. Yes. yes. So ding dong. And of course, like I put all of last year's trick-or-treating outfits away, but no, they need new ones. Of course. Yeah. They can't go as the Wicked Witch they went as last year. They need to go as the Wicked Witch that's present this year. Yeah. That's $80 more. I got stumped for, why don't we have Halloween decorations at our house, Mum? And I'm like, because oh. we're going trick-or-treating. Yeah. We don't want people to come to our house We're not going to be home. Candy. So we can't put up the things. That's Otherwise, I'll ask where we are. Well, Alexander's got his dress up at daycare today and we went to a barbecue yesterday and I went as Catwoman, Rich went as Hulk and then Alexander <laughs> wanted to go as 550 million different things. And I've always done Halloween with him since he was born. First he was a spider, then he was Yoda, then last year he was Elvis and then this year he had an opinion. Oh, Ugh. just did he dress up as an yes, opinion? Yes, he got to decide. That's it's so annoying. <laughs> I loved it when he just Shame had to just put him. on what I gave him. Anyway, All right, well, this episode is not about... Halloween. Halloween. No, no, no. Today we are joined by the founder of the Kindness Factory, Kath Koshal. Yes, and of course our nails and fails. After enduring and overcoming physical and mental trauma from life-threatening injuries and the death of her partner, Jim, Kath found acts of service, gave her a sense of purpose and solace, and launched The Kindness Factory in November 2015. She's joining us now to talk about all things kindness. Kath, welcome to the show. Let's start by asking you, what is The Kindness Factory and how does it work? 
What we've grown and developed into more recently is, I guess, with a primary focus in schools, teaching the basic principles of kindness that not only we believe put more kindness out into the world, but also help kids with well-being and resilience strategies as well. So essentially, we've got two key focus areas as an organisation. One is to influence as many primary school age kids as possible and also via the community with community acts of kindness and things like that as well. So it's a special movement. We've had 4.2 million people log an act of kindness. Wow. Uh, wow. And your goal was 1 million to start with, right? It was. This was always a, a bit of a side project to my full-time job in sport that I had five years ago. And now very organically and, and almost accidentally, it's grown into like a global movement. So wow. we've got, yeah, presence in three countries now, which is huge. So how does it work? It's a website. And do people go on and then record their act of kindness or one that they've received? Yeah, so it's it's really simple. You just go on kindnessfactory.com and you might say, you know, I bought someone a coffee today or I smiled at a stranger. Um, yeah. We've actually had three people donate a kidney. Wow. Oh, goodness. That's, <laughs> That's a pretty big one. <laughs> so looking at two of you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so two healthy, well, I don't know if they're healthy. <laughs> But that's what I wanted to ask you. What does an act of kindness look like? Yeah. There must be so many different ways. Do you know what? Some of my favourites that I've seen out of the four million that have come through are, you know, the exchange of energy between people. Mm. And how do you define kindness? If I was to ask you right now, like, what is kindness? Mm. Can, can you tell me? And I ask this to a lot of people and they go, ooh, um, is it nice? Is mm. it being nice? Is it being Selfless? friendly, generous? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's the energy that exists between two people when they feel seen, heard and valued. That's that's how I I articulate that. that. What do you think teaching and showing kindness looks like within families? You know, is there a way that we can treat our siblings or our partners or our parents? Or our toddlers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think modelling good behaviours in the home, like we we know all this stuff, there's so much science and and literature, but we know when we see kindness, we're inspired to be Mm. kind. And so it's hugely interesting, like humility is a big value of mine as a person. So it's quite funny that I've started this movement where people are sharing their acts of kindness because some would argue, is it kindness if you share it? Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, But what really spurs me on there is when you see it, you want to do it mm-hmm. yeah. or you want to experience it more. And it feels good too. Like it when, does. When, it's like giving a gift. I love giving a gift way more than receiving because you're yeah. so excited to yes. see if you've got it right and they yeah. love it. And like you said, it doesn't have to be expensive, but you've thought of it's that person. It's kind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I, we know when we're in a kind state, we're in the most oxytocin state that we can be mm. as human beings. So that's when we're giving or receiving kindness, regardless of which angle it's from. Another like little nugget of gold, I, I always talk about the power of gratitude, which I think is a, a really incredible moment of kindness whenever mm. you, you know that deep sense of gratitude. I always say to like people like, you know, feeling gratitude and not expressing it is a complete waste, right? Mm. We so often take relationships and friendships even for granted and it sometimes takes us less than two minutes, right, to pick up the phone and go, hey, I just wanted to say uh, I'm just really and truly grateful to have you in my life. Yes. And the response Ooh. that you will get more often than not if, when, when blokes do it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking yeah, that. I can't wait for my husband to try this. Although I must say my husband is very like that. He will ring his mates and say, I love you, mate, and he does it to me all the time. He's, we're so lucky to have you, mummy. And has as, he had a few drinks by that no, point? No, he's or? just he has <laughs> truly genuine, taught genuine. me gratitude. I always live in the future, so it's hard for me to feel the gratitude in the moment, but he's taught sure. me that and that's so true. Research suggests if we experience or show gratitude for 21 days consecutively, mm. it rewires your brain. You become oh more, my gosh! Yeah, yeah you become Let's much do more a positive. Challenge Tegan and I. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. I'll remind you. Okay, thanks. So the task <laughs> then is three things you're grateful for every single day. Okay. 21 days in a row. Yep. Write it down. Yeah. So it could just be today. It will be got to meet two great people doing a podcast. Yeah. Um, I get to see my mum later. I haven't seen her for a month, yeah. Uh, yeah. and I got to walk a dog. 
Yeah. yeah. Not big things. Um, you know what? Let's do that in the Mamma Mia family group. We'll start when this episode airs. Well, that'll be the start of our 21 days. Yes. And then we can jump on the website at the end and say we did it. And yes. track your mood as well because yes. writing it out rather than just thinking it, it's profound, the yeah. impact that it can have on you. And it, it like put it next to your bed, bedside table before you go to bed, three things, takes you less than two minutes. Um, yeah. And you, your brain, the neurotransmitters start sending signals to you going, Today was actually a good day and it could have been the roughest day ever. But it mm. makes you realise what you you're found grateful those for. Few yeah. little things. I love that. And you find yourself searching for moments every day. Now, I know that the Kindness Factory has school programs. So what do those involve and what age kids can get involved in those too? I ended up getting introduced to Kaplan, who are a global education provider, and shared, I guess, my story with them, but the predicament of being one person, not being able to reach. There's 11,000 schools in Australia, so there's no way I could get to that many. I said to myself, for every corporate I do that feeds me, I'll do a school talk for free. Wow. And so- I hope you logged them on your website. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I had this backlog of like 600 schools, though, at this point. And I was like, oh, this is not achievable. So we ended up then getting in a room together saying, well, what does this program look like? And so essentially the problem I gave to these academics and researchers was if I was to break kindness into 13 pieces originally it was going to be, and that's the number of years of schooling you'd go through Mm. from start to finish if you went through to year 12. What are those pieces called? And so they said, let us think about it. So they come back a couple of weeks later and I said, well, here are the themes we want to explore that we think will create more kindness in the world. And there are things like gratitude and empathy and trust and perspective and positivity and mm. and compassion and honesty and things like that. So then we had to go to the drawing board and go, well, okay, trust to a five-year-old looks very different to an 18-year-old. Yes. So how do we teach it though or give these lessons? Mm. So ended up then researching through teachers like what what are the stresses that you have and they were like well we can't have this as an like an additional thing that we have to do we're so overwhelmed and Mm. overloaded so we aligned it to the Australian curriculum which is great and essentially what the curriculum started as was just learning activities for teachers to be able to put in the classroom but enter COVID Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, we're sort of in sort of test phase and then was hearing from a lot of parents and teachers who heard that this was in the works and they said, is it ready yet? We're about to strangle our kids at homeschooling. (laughs) um, I said, well, let me get my skates on. I've got a bit of time now that I'm not traveling as much with work. And so we sort of went back to the drawing board and ended up creating the kindness curriculum, which is essentially learning activities that can promote kindness, resilience, well-being. It was, as I said, through the life cycle of a student, but we've now only in the last six months narrowed our focus just to primary school only. Mm. I think we sort of fell into the trap of trying to be everything to everyone. Mm. And I guess if you set the foundations in primary school, hopefully they're off Mm. to high school well-adjusted and ready to, you know, put it all into practice. Absolutely. But also we are pure prevention. So we're not crisis end by any stretch. We don't go in and talk about bullying or suicide or anything like that. We just talk about kindness and the benefits of that as the perfect antidote to all these societal Mm. issues. There's so much unnecessary suffering that goes on in this world. Life is tremendously challenging Mm. for any of us at any given time. And so, yeah, it started off as just these learning activities and now it's, you know, facilitator. We've got CPD for teachers. We've got, yeah. Yeah, lots How of different cool things. How cool that you did that. And yeah. you touched on before, you know, a five-year-old and 18-year-old looks different. And as adults, kindness looks different to us. What are some of the cute or cool or ways that the younger primary schools are showing kindness? So we'd go in, sort of front it up with some inspiration to get the teachers on board. They then rally around the cause of kindness and wanting that in their classrooms. And then we do some kids sessions, so really fun, vibrant, all that kind of stuff. And then we get them to pick three. So we say, right, 
for term one, we're going to do collaboration. For term two, we're going to do trust. And term three, we're going to do empathy, for example. And then the next year, they'll cycle through another three. And in term four, they just consolidate those three. Before you go, what I want to know is um, you mentioned a kidney before. Like I'm sure you've seen like every <laughs> act of kindness under the sun. But is there any that stands out to you or is there a favourite one that you've seen through your website? What's your number one? My absolute favourite is a little boy, Sam. So he was Am five. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. No, he was five. So this is a couple of years ago now and he's in the the grocery store line you know to check out with his mum and there was an elderly lady in front of them and she's trying to pay for her groceries so she keeps tapping her credit card and you know the kerfuffle of when your credit card declines and and you know like ma'am she's like yeah but just let me try one more time and all this kind of stuff and so Sam's a curious five-year-old and he's like taps his mum in front and says, what's going on here? Like, I don't really get it. And, you know, how do you explain to a five-year-old about credit cards? She's like, well, basically she can't pay for her groceries, mate. And he waits a few moments and taps her arm again. He goes, mum, can I have my pocket money? Oh, I knew you were (laughs) going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) And she's she's like thinking he wanted to buy a lolly or something. And she said, what do you want your pocket money for? And he said, "Um, I'll pay for the ladies' groceries. What a a proud mum moment too. Like as a mum, you'd be like, I have won at parenting this week. My three-year-old son. So did he? (laughs) Obviously he's five. He doesn't have enough to pay oh, for groceries. $6.50. Well, but yeah, but what it did was, you know, as parents, this must be a, a yeah. very am- amazing moment. It just gave her that yeah. point of reflection. Why one, I'm proud. Why, yeah. why did I not do yeah. that? Like, yeah. I've got totally. the cu- like, they had the funds in the family to be able to pay. And so she's yeah. like, of course I can pay. Like, what yeah. am I doing? Yeah, I know. Oh. You're just sitting there in autopilot. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Oh, that's wow. so beautiful. Yeah, kids are I've inspiring. I've got cheeks from smiling. Oh, I, I just <laughs> want to so my much joy. I don't know why. Honestly, Kath, I'm so excited to start this challenge. Thank you so much for your time. I'm going to hold you to it, Tegan. And if you have an act of kindness, make sure you head to the Kindness Factory and log your act of kindness. There's over 4 million there now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. 4.2. Thank you for your time, Kath. Wonderful to meet you both. Thank Thank you. you. Bye. Nailed it. You failed it. Nails and fails. Okay. Am I expecting too much? Okay, I don't know. What's your your question? (laughs) Well, my fail is Banjo won't dress himself or put his shoes and socks on. Yes, you are. I think boys and girls are very different. Alexander wouldn't know how to – oh, he can put socks on. Yeah, see, no, I think Banjo knows how to, but he just doesn't want to. Mm. Or Um, am I being a bitch? I don't know. I mean, Alexander's, (laughs) what, six months behind, but I wouldn't even dream of saying dress yourself. Yeah, whereas I feel like, look, the twins dress themselves. They are so slow and it takes them forever Mm. and I'll obviously put the clothes out and everything and that they could do it. But I feel like maybe I just forget that Ben dresses younger. I just really think it's the boys and girls thing. I think girls, like, express themselves through clothes. Alexander will often say, like, like he knows to put his arms up and stuff, but if I said put your top on, he'd have no idea. Oh, Socks he does. Yeah. Takes him 10 years and they're upside down. I just think Banjo loves when I do it. They'll be yeah. like, no, you do it, He's mommy. a bit of a smushy oh. little, like not saying lazy, but he's just very like chilled and like mellow. And he just wants me to dress yeah. him and he just, yeah. Okay. He's going to be, tw- you'll be at his 21st oh going, Banjo, God. I'm not putting your undies on anymore. <laughs> and he loves to dance for me when I dress him. <sighs> he's quite a character. Okay, so just give him a little bit more time yet. Yeah, I don't think it's a total fail. It's just annoying. Yeah, that's a fail. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What well, have you my got? fail is a grown-up one. So Alexander's got a germination tooth. If anyone knows what that is, it's like two little <laughs> teeth fused together. So he goes to the dentist quite a lot because they have to keep an eye on it because it can get decayed. My whatever. God, I haven't even taken my kids to the dentist yet. What? Oh okay, so God, Rich stop. takes him every six months <gasps> since he had teeth. Rich oh my is God. 
obsessed with teeth yes. because he grew up with not great teeth. He's paid for whitening Invisalign. Yeah, he's those, got like literally things, the perfect teeth. He's got two of those front veneers. things. Veneers. <laughs> Whereas I got my braces off at 15 and didn't go to the dentist again until I met Rich because he made me. Anyway, we always tell Alexander it's fine. He loves the dentist, blah, blah, blah. I had let my appointment slip to the point where Rich put an appointment in my diary. Like he booked it for me. And I went to the dentist the other day. No offense to dentists. I don't hate you. But I really, really, really dislike going to the dentist. So this is a my fail. Or dentist. I just find it incredibly invasive. I had to have oh. x-rays, so they put a big chompy thing and then they use this humongous thing to keep my lips open. Yeah. Nah. And then they're chatting away. I mean, they're lovely, but they speed it up. And then you can't even up. swallow your own saliva. Yes. And, and like, then I was like, ah, where's the sucky thing? I I've need lost, to spit. I've lost my bodily functions. They were literally chatting and I was like, okay, like nice chats about recipes. Yeah. Hurry up. <laughs> I just hate the dentist, and but obviously in front of Alexander, I love it and oral hygiene and all that jazz. But Ugh. grown up one, I'm a three year old. I hate the dentist. <laughs> I don't hate the dentist. I hate going to the dentist because yes. I know dentists don't like them. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I'm saying it anyway. Yes. So my nail is. I'm talking about what my son can't do, but I'm not going to talk about what the twins can do. Look, I'm not having a war on girls and boys in my family. They are a year older. They are a year older, but. Gosh, a year older means they can clean their own room. And I forget <gasps> this all the time. Like while I'm slaving away in there picking up toys, I realise I can go, girls, clean Pack your away, room. Yeah. Put your toys away. Do they put them away okay? Very well, I might oh, have. Ho, ho. In fact, they quite like it. Every now and then I'll get one of them coming going, Sammy isn't helping me or Indy's not doing oh, anything. Oh, because they share a room, of course. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. But when they're on, they're really on. That's like, so gosh, good. I'm like, and then i like, that. well done, girls. That was a fantastic job. And I'm like, why did I do this every Then you go, girls, day? pack away Banjo's room. <laughs> and then while you're in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> and also and those windows over there. Can you Uber Eats me some food? <laughs> and mummy's feet are a little bit sore. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, my nails, semi along those lines, Rich was away again because Choc Horry is always away for work. We were rushing to go out the door and I wanted to put the robot vacuum on. Mm. And I pressed the button and a red light came on. I was like, oh, I didn't know what that meant. We do parent and clean in, in our homes <laughs> occasionally between Lena, just so you know. Well, I don't. But um, <laughs> I pressed the button and the red light came on and I rang Rich and he was in a meeting and I was like, oh, I don't know what that means. Does red light mean it's not working? Well, obviously, because it oh, wasn't working and the light okay. was red. And so I said, Alexander, do you know what to do? And he said, yeah, mummy. He pulls out the vacuum, flips it over, pulls out these two rubber, like, twirly things, takes the hair off each end. <laughs> Puts the two rubber things back in because he's done it with Daddy so many times because he's obsessed with robot. He thinks yeah, robots right. his rubber. So he's watched Rich. He's watched it enough times. Put them back in. Turned it over. Put it back in the base. Press the button and the white. Oh my god, he's a maintenance man. I was like, you need to get a call from NASA because you are a dead set genius. You fixed it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm wondering why my kid can't dress himself <laughs> and your kid can't, can't dress robot himself, vacuum. but he's literally can fix the robot vacuum. I was so impressed. And you also, are going, no boys aren't that smart, mate. My kid can't put his shoes on. <laughs> I guess if we showed them how to dress themselves like explicitly, I'm just the silly Billy that does it for him. Same, because it's easier. We always take the easier. Anyway, I was so glad because also the house was filthy. (laughs) Came home and it was spotless. I was like, thank you, Alexander, and thank you, Robot. Oh my gosh. And on that note, thank Thank you you. (laughs) for listening to this glorious mess. Get in touch with us. We have an email address. It's tgm at mamamia.com.au or join our group, Mamma Mia Family. This episode was produced by Claire O'Halloran. See you next week. See you soon.